Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Mustard Seed Leadership where we have been doing a series about uh, signs of good governance, seven parts to it and this is the final installment of this little series we've been doing and every week I want to remind you of why the way we exercise authority and lead is so critical and the verse I have for you today is in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17. It says, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy and not a burden, for that will be of no benefit to you. Now, the gift of authority, the gift of leadership is an incredible privilege, but with it comes this awesome knowing that we are going to have to give an account to God one day. Give an account for the way we have taken care of His people. Have we been loving? Have we been caring? Have we done it with the right motives? It's a sacred task which makes it so critical and so important that we give it our absolute best. So this is why we exercise governance well. Now, over the last couple of weeks, I've mentioned some of the giants that we are going to have to overcome that stand between us and learning to exercise authority well, particularly for those like myself who are a little bit more introverted, maybe slightly more backfooted. So if we're going to learn to exert authority and exercise governance well, we're going to have to face these giants. And uh, the first one, fear of conflict, being a people pleaser, is that fear of facing conflict and possibly offending people that sometimes makes you hold back rather than having that awkward conversation. Second one is a lack of confidence. That can be your personal insecurities rather than uh, stepping forward. You want to hold back. And we looked at those last week. The one I want to look at just briefly now is the third one of indifference. In other words, not rising up and taking responsibility, but rather giving away or even abdicating the responsibilities that we should be taking Ourselves. So let's take a moment to have a look at this. In uh, the book of Romans, chapter 12, and verse 11, Paul wrote this. He said, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Now, that's the opposite of indifference. Indifference is a very much a hands-off, oh, what'll be, will be. Zeal is, no, no, I'm stepping into this because there's a passion, there's a fire that's burning inside of me. Now, I think Paul probably got this little verse, never be lacking in zeal. Maybe he was thinking about Jesus, because remember what the disciples commented when they saw Jesus, and he, he walked into the temple, and he saw all of the money changers, and, and, and he just, he got mad, he overturned the tables, he drove out the money changers, and it says in, uh, in John chapter 2 and verse 17, his disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. That's Jesus. But what do I love about the zeal that Jesus had? It wasn't just a natural kind of passion. Zeal for your house. It was a directed zeal. And for your house, he was speaking about his father. It was his love for his father that produced a zeal, the opposite of indifference. And so that brings me to a real challenge for, for you and I as leaders. Your zeal tank, how full is it? Are you full of zeal out of worship and love for God, or have we grown a little bit cold or a little bit dull? Remember what uh, Jesus said to the church through, through John, who wrote the book of Revelation. He was writing to that church in Ephesus in Revelations 2, verses 4 and 5. It says, Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you've fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. There's no excuse, leaders, for us to allow our zeal tanks to run low. This is an act of worship. 
And if you're in a season where the zeal has gone, let's get back to our first love. Let's repent. Let's get back to loving Jesus. And out of our passionate love for Jesus, let his zeal fill the tank so that we would lead well. Now, the seven signs of good governance. Let me read them to you and then spend a little couple of moments on number seven. Number one, good governance confronts sin. Number two, good governance enforces boundaries. Number three, good governance holds people accountable. Number four, good governance makes sure decisions get made. Number five, good governance makes things happen. Number six, good governance doesn't avoid the crucial conversations. And number seven, the one we're going to look at now, is good governance protects people. Have you ever heard that saying to throw someone under a bus? That's a horrible saying, but it, it, maybe because it, it challenges me. To throw someone under the bus means basically you, you blame shift and you set them up as the one to take the hit instead of a good leader will take it themselves. And uh, let me give you a, a couple of examples. Now, to throw someone under a bus, let me just tell you straight, it is weak leadership. Adam and Eve, Adam did exactly that. In Genesis 3, verses 11 and 12, God said to him, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? What did Adam say? Then the man said, The woman that you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. What did he just do? He threw his wife under the bus, let her take the hit instead of him. What about Saul, the first king in Israel? 1 Samuel 15, verses 14 and 15. Samuel said, what then is this bleating of sheep in my ears? What is this lowing of cattle that I hear? Remember, he was commanded to destroy everything of the enemy. And in uh, verse 15, Paul answered, The soldiers brought them from the Amalekites. They spared the best of the sheep and cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God. But we totally destroyed the rest. What did he just do? Throw his army under the bus to protect himself. That's weak leadership. You see, a strong leader, an act of good governance is when you protect the people and you take the hit. Weak leadership, protect yourself and throw your people under the bus. I mean, consider Jesus. Jesus, the only one who was 100% innocent, took 100% of the guilt. So good governance doesn't run away from problems and throw others under the bus, but rather turns towards them. So let me leave you with a final challenge in terms of this little series. Good governance doesn't throw others under the bus. It takes full responsibility. So one, do that honest assessment once again of yourself, your family, ministry, business. Are you in the habit of blame shifting, making excuses, or throwing others under the bus? Do an honest assessment of yourself right now. If so, and I've had to, then repent. Remember, repentance is the invitation for God's intervention to grow through this and to change. And then how do we do that? Two things. Firstly, accept responsibility. If you don't accept responsibility, you're not able to respond. That's what responsibility means. It starts with taking responsibility. Then number two, I'm going to challenge you to change your language. Stop blaming the culture, the people around you, the economy. And let me give you a little example. I live in Zululand, and so often at a, a conference or a church meeting, everything starts late, and it's, oh, this is just Zululand time. I'm sure you've got your similar excuse. No, no, no. Remember, Craig Rochelle taught this little lesson. Change the way you speak. Rather say, we have not yet taught our people to be on time. That means taking responsibility rather than blame shifting or throwing someone under the bus. So there we have it. Good governance. The way we exercise authority is so critical. I hope this little series has helped. And I can't wait to see you next week for the start of a brand new one. God bless. And we'll see you then. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.